From sales and marketing executive to now international speaker and social entrepreneur, tune in to the Activation Hour podcast as we share with friends and influencers the activation required to make an impact in sales, marketing, and the marketplace. I'm your host, Melissa D. White, the Activation Specialist, CEO, Corporate Trainer, and Nonprofit Founder. We're getting real about personal and professional moments that push us to our purpose at work and in the world. Now, let's get activated. Are you a manager, trainer, or executive that wants to see maximum results for your team? Well, let me help you with that. Training is for information, but coaching is for results. Learn more about Activation Coaching International and our coaching certification program for business leaders who want to see the best results and even help your team activate their purpose at work and in the world. 65% of people say that working with a coach helped them improve performance at work, and 80% said that coaching helped them improve their self-confidence. What better way to invest in your team than by being a coach through Activation Coaching International? Learn more at bit.ly slash ready to coach. See our show notes for details. Welcome back for season two of the Activation Hour podcast, Finding Purpose at Work and in the World. And this season, as I stated in just the season introduction, is that I wanted to focus on unlearning. I have literally dubbed this season, which is really honestly quite, you know, been the first five months of the year, <laughs> quite transparently. It's, it's I'm unlearning everything I thought I knew. And the, here's the irony. Uh, If you remember when we were rounding out the end of last decade, 2019, everyone was shouting 2020 new vision, 2020 vision. And it was all about this new, exciting dreams and visions that we wanted to manifest for ourselves in 2020. And the irony of all of that is, uh, yeah, I think we definitely see way more clearly now (laughs) in 2020. And we don't necessarily always like what we see right now. The, the world is in turmoil. Um, everything from um, global pandemic to sheltering in place to just on top of the, the, the global news and the way of the world that was already pre-existent, um, highly charged political climates, uh, primary elections, um, even the business environment being highly impacted, the stock market looking crazy. And now to add to that police brutality and all of those things. And so I, I had to step back and unlearn a lot of things I thought I knew, not just about the world, but about myself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm quite transparent about my age. I know I stand on radical transparency. I'm 38 years old, so a few years shy of 40. And I become way more introspective the closer I get to that milestone age. And so I just things that I thought I knew, like, you know, hey, I know um, what the world is like. I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I've traveled the world. I've seen some places outside of my hometown and I know a little bit and it's like, no, I don't quite know people the way I thought. Let me step back from my own 
uh, potential biases uh, and be clearer and dig deeper. Um, I thought I took care of myself well until I had some recent uh, health scares and an anxiety attack. And I will talk about that this season. Um, you know, I had an anxiety attack in February and I could say it snuck up on me and it, it didn't. And I will talk about some signs, some very clear warning signals that flashed. And I ran through all of those red lights and slammed into an anxiety attack at work. No less. I'll tell you about that. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, I want to just really share how I'm the type of person who's a high achiever. I'm constantly in overdrive, meaning my mind does not stop. Like literally I have to find creative ways such as mindfulness, meditation, lots and lots and lots of prayer and accountability to make myself be still. It is literally a chore for me to be still. And uh, this season, I'm going to share with you how this has directly uh, impacted me, but also the stories of many other people who share this sentiment. And I had no idea that a part of my purpose or a part of being successful in my purpose was intentional rest, intentional celebration, and intentional clarity. Rest, celebration, and clarity. And um, I'll start, but the best way I can sum all of that up is really that less of all of the things I was running for and more of the things that I wouldn't stop to pay attention to. Okay. And so <laughs> I put together, you know, I love a good list. <laughs> I love a good list. I live for a checklist of things to feel accomplished. And if I had to sum my thoughts up in this episode, I would say um, less is more. And there are five areas to shift. Uh, to simplifying for less to focusing on more. And those five things, I'll just give you the rundown. And honestly, it has shifted my life in a radical way. Um, even from downsizing my life, you know, since last season, I've downsized out of my three-bedroom home, and I'm living a much more minimal life in a smaller space. And that's just, the, that was a much bigger challenge than I thought. And I am, as I'm not a self-proclaimed workaholic, I'm, I'm directly proclaimed as one from my friends and family. It actually really would annoy them. And I, never, I always thought, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what you're taught to do is work hard. And Recently, I've had to reevaluate and unlearn um, and come to the conclusion that that's a lie. <laughs> um, working hard and then productive work are very different things. I mean, I heard people say that, but I just, I didn't realize what a tailspin I was in. And so my first lesson in less, it would be less work, more rest. I'm the kind of person, and if you can agree, definitely <laughs> drop me a comment. I want to hear from you guys. I know I'm not alone in this. and I'm, I'm not on an island. I'm one of those people, if if I were to rest or try to detach myself or unplug, maybe even have a vacation, you know, where I'm not on my computer or on my phone, I would feel guilty. 
I've recently started taking naps again <laughs> for my own sanity. Like literally I would be mentally drained and making careless mistakes because I was overexerted. And I remember when I, you know, I set a timer. I said, nope, I'm going to rest my eyes. Literally, whether I went to sleep or not, just, just lay there, just lay there, you know, for a period of time, 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30, it just depends just to reset. And I realized a nap was the equivalent of like shutting down a computer and rebooting. And that when I shut down the computer, the real updates can take place. The mental updates, um, my brain could recalibrate, my body could reset and be refreshed. And then I wake up with just a different wind to keep going. So anyway, first few times I tried this, I felt incredibly guilty and I was just, I had more anxiety about laying down than I did about working. I said, this cannot be healthy, right? Um, so I had to learn how to shift that. And um, my best friend has become my accountability. So for you, it may be something different. It could be the opposite of, hey, maybe I'm resting a little too much. And quite honestly, giving ourselves some grace, uh, you know, with, in the wake of the pandemic, it, you know, everyone's going to handle it differently. And I had no idea that as a friend and family proclaimed workaholic, that the way I deal with stress, like the stress of what was going on in the world, I kicked work into overdrive I over because work was the one thing I could control. I felt like, okay, I can't control world events. I'm not even at my office, so I can't control what work looks like. I have no control over even just being able to leave my house and enjoy some of my favorite restaurants and locations and things I would normally do to just enjoy life. I could not control, you know, I did we to the best of my ability of keeping my family safe during this pandemic. And it just sent me to this place of like, I was, I literally had insomnia. I would just work because that was the only thing I knew how to hold on to. And that became a major problem. And so I've set the intention to work less and rest more. Uh, the second <laughs> um, lesson of less is less isolation and more healthy connections. <laughs> now here, again, here's the irony of unlearning. The very moment I make up in my mind that, hey, I want deeper, healthy relationships, very intentional relationships, not just a bunch of associates or people around me. I want to come out of isolation. So if you've been listening for a while or you heard the last season, maybe even some of my YouTube videos on the Activation Hour YouTube channel, I talk a lot about my 18-month stint of being out on my own in entrepreneurship, meaning I left my last corporate job and I had an 18-month stint of building and further developing the operations of my business and before going back to work now at another agency. Well, anyway, um, I didn't realize how critical that period of isolation was. I literally felt like I was in a cave, like I worked from home and I would just bunker down and really put the structure together, the legal structure of my business, the operations, the manuals, the training, um, building a team, things like that. And I forgot how much I needed teams 
and people and even just the livelihood of having people around me with just just that energy of an office, right? So if you flip the script, I'm now back in an office environment, which is great. It's phenomenal. But sometimes what I tend to do, and this is, again, me being radically transparent, I have this weird ability to be in a crowd and still be isolated mentally. I can be sitting with a group of people and not be present because, again, my mind races, right? I'm constantly thinking of things, thinking of projects, thinking of the next idea, thinking of what I could be doing instead of sitting in that moment. And that's a very dangerous place to be, which means that I spend much of my time thinking and not living and missing. Like I could be there for an hour or two at dinner and forget what's what I even ate or who I was there with. Like that's really bad. <laughs> and so um, I said, I need to come, you know, show up more for deeper relationships. Well, the pandemic hit. And now all of a sudden, I can't, <laughs> I can't come out of isolation. We're required to social distance, shelter in place and be at home. So it's like, okay, how do I work around this? So my birthday was in March and I intentionally created online communities and I was so fulfilled. You know, we created the Activation Nation um, coaching group, which has been phenomenal. These relationships just feed my soul. Um, you know, we started my live stream broadcast, which was really, I have to be honest, it, it was it was twofold. It was to hopefully, in, you know, give people some inspiration, motivation, and activation during the pandemic to keep people encouraged with some positive conversation. But the 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 selfish intent, honestly, a little bit behind it was. I needed human interaction and conversation with people outside of my household. I needed to still feel like I was having coffee with a friend or that I was meeting a friend for dinner, you know, after work or something. And so that's what that platform became. And so I'm saying that to say that sometimes you'll set an intention for yourself and instantaneously after you set that goal or intention, a roadblock comes. So sometimes you have to be a little creative in, in setting that intention. So I had to be creative to come out of isolation. Now, my third lesson in less is less procrastination. Another confession. Boy, you guys really ought to stay locked in this season because I tell on myself a lot. <laughs> but... um I am a procrastinator. Like I know that and as my nature, but I don't choose to accept that and just say, well, that's just the way I am. No, I really wanted to set very clear intention to be ahead of schedule on things that matter, not just to myself, but they affect my team, like my delay on certain decisions. And it came from a place of perfection. So procrastination was rooted in perfection, which was rooted in over analysis and people pleasing. Okay. So trust me, I've done the work on unpacking this procrastination thing so I can dig up the roots of it. Right. And so I realized I had to shift from, from less procrastination to more completion. And we have this saying uh, <laughs> among my team, you know, at the agency where I work of perfect is better than done. And I've seen some others quote this in different uh, social media memes or whatever, but that so speaks to my soul. 
you know, even in this uh, labor of love of this podcast, which you guys have so amazingly embraced, it's like, hey, don't overthink it. Just keep showing up, keep using my voice, and then let the rest fall where it may. And that not be overly concerned with, will they like it? Will they not? Will they comment? Will they listen? Will they like, yo, that really kept me from showing up for you because I over, I was overthinking even in the launch of season two, I kept pushing it back. Cause it's not right. It's not right. Or, Oh no, this, I need to tweak this. Or, oh no, I'm going to wait till I get more guests lined up. And at some point I just made the commitment of done is better than perfect. And so less procrastination, more completion. Also, literally, I thrive in completion because completion feels like achievement to me. And so, and procrastination felt like failure. And it, it was self-defeating. It was depleting. And it literally caused a great deal of anxiety. So I said, okay, again, if I want to fix the issue of anxiety, let's do, let's cancel the behavior that causes it, which is procrastination. So that was one of the other things I had to unlearn <laughs> in this season. Now, my fourth one would be, huh, and this, they're all really good, but this has to be my favorite out of all of them. And I may probably should have saved it for last, but less chasing, more attracting. Less chasing, more attracting. And when I tell you that simple premise has shifted my life in terms of relationships, in business, and manifesting my dreams and goals. I've heard of this principle before, but I'm really living it now, like for real. And, you know, it actually happened when I took the pressure off and I said, you know, there's some, I, I need the additional support. I need community, but I wanted the some financial stability a year ago in that season, that shift. So I decided to go back to work at an agency. And when I tell you the moment that I took the pressure off of my business and I began to just enjoy learning new things at the agency, enjoy my team, the reality is, I don't know if it's because I was happier or because I was more productive. But my business flourished at the same time, like things that I just was too closely involved in in my business. Once I trusted my own team with it, and once I stepped back, I began to attract what I stopped chasing. True story. Even in my relationships, um, you know, chasing, uh, you know, a, a validation through nurturing relationships, chasing you know, pleasing people and improving myself. And once I just put that all down and say, hey, you know what? If, you know, let me take this pressure off myself and let me take this pressure off the other person to even meet my own expectations and just show up for people. Just show up, check in with them, you know, no expectations. We have, we already have enough pressure in the world. Let's just share space, have conversations with people and meet them where they are. And that has been rich for me. It has been so rich to go from chasing to attracting. And even when it came to my money, uh, you know, last year, this time, literally almost a year to the date of recording this now, I was at rock bottom financially and I had to make some very tough decisions and it felt like the ultimate failure in my life, right? And I look at where I am today and I'm in the best financial shape I think I've ever been in my life, but it's because I was not, I stopped chasing money. I started attracting financial opportunity. 
I stopped looking for quick ways to make money or quick opportunities or, you know, even when it came to sales and with my coaching business, it was like, hey, you know, it, I, I got specific with who my client base is and my niche and I niched down and specialized in something. And I just told people, hey, I would love to work with you and be your coach. Let's see if we're a good fit. If we're not, it's okay. Like I wasn't constantly, you know, like we're taught, well, you got to follow up X number of times. You got, now. I'm, I'm still a proponent of following up, but I don't overexert or stress myself. And I honestly believe that those who I've enjoyed doing business with will attract more of the same through their referrals, through their positive words about working with me. And that is absolutely what has happened. So for those of you who are chasing and hustling and that whole mentality, I just don't subscribe to that anymore. Um, more power to you if you do, but that doesn't work for me. And just the law of attraction, I've literally seen it at play, read about it. It's one thing to read it. It's another to live it. And then my final <laughs> lesson in less is less movement, more stillness, less movement, more stillness. And to be honest with you, if you've really paid attention to what I've been saying, everything that I was doing, not resting, having unhealthy attachments, friendships, relationships that had run their course, business and personal, okay, um, you know, not completing things, uh, not attracting truly what I wanted in my life, all of that is centered around being in perpetual motion. You know, I actually came to this revelation um, a few months back. I was in my car and I was on the interstate and I was literally rushing from my office to get to a meeting I was running late for. And all of a sudden, just this wave, this wave of stress and anxiety washed over me. And okay, I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but again, I know I'm not the only one. And I'm sure many of you are listening to this and you've had a moment like this. I'm in my car and I just start screaming because the anxiety of me being late to this meeting just welled up inside of me. And I just begin to scream and just ask and pray that God took the weight and the pressure off. And the next, the very next thought that came to my mind is that I'm tired of being in a hurry from the moment I wake up to the time I go to bed. And it wasn't being in a hurry because of the pressures of other people. It was the pressure I put on myself. Hurry up and get out of the house. Hurry up and get to my office. Hurry up and finish my assignments. Hurry up and check in with my other businesses. Hurry up and call people back. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Hurry up and eat your lunch. Hurry up, and, and which left no room for the things that really brought me joy. The things that bring me joy are slow and easy. And the things that brought me stress are fast paced and daunting. And I wanted to fill my life back up with joy. So as I'm screaming out and really praying to God to help me that I don't have a moment <laughs> while driving on the interstate, this calm just washes over me. And I came to the realization that if I rush through my life, I don't want to look back and not remember any of it one day. I mean, the parts that really matter. That what if I really am achieving the things I want, but because I've been in such a hurry, I miss them somewhere along the journey. 
It's called finding ways to be content. Am I okay right now with the condition of my life as it stands? If God didn't give me any other blessings or if I didn't achieve one more accomplishment or, you know, plaque to put on the wall or whatever, if none of those things happen, am I content, fully joyful and happy with my current state? That slowed me down. It literally was the biggest exhale and revelation of unlearning. And even now, as I'm reliving this moment and telling you the story of just saying, I have hurried the last decade, I'd even push to say last 15 years has been one big blur because it's been going from one checklist to another, from one meeting to another, from one situation to another. And I realize that stillness, manifestation, completion, healthy connections, and rest were the rewards of me stopping to take the time and unlearn what I thought purpose and success looked like. Powerful, right? Um, again, the gurus will tell you, the experts will tell you these things. You can read this in the books all you want. I probably have over a hundred self-help books in my library. True story. I'm a bit of, um, you know, a, a book and podcast junkie. I love personal development, but the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter how much I read it. If I don't stop to live it. What are you unlearning right now in this season? As we round out this wave of the pandemic, as we figure out how to navigate through race relations and tension in the world, as people are terrified and afraid to even go back to their offices and be in the room with humans again, what introspective lesson are you having to learn about yourself? What belief are you having to put down so you can pick up a new way of thinking about yourself and about the world? You've heard my truth and I want to hear from you. Check out my show notes from today and I'll put some resources that have helped me on my lessons of less from mindfulness tools, tools to help me complete things, and even the link to my activation coaching and accountability group. I want you to get everything you need to find a healthy way of unlearning and living your best life of activation. So again, make sure you subscribe. Your reviews mean everything to me because I want you to not only continue to hear my episodes, but I want your audience to share as well. Share a comment. Share it with a friend and make sure you stay tuned in and activate it for our next episode. You've been listening to the Activation Hour, Purpose at Working in the World. I'm Melissa D and signing off till next time.
If you love this episode, please make sure to subscribe, turn on your notifications, and share with a friend. Also, if you really want to get behind the scenes, go now to our YouTube channel at The Activation Hour. The link is found in the show notes for you to actually see my guest live and in person and to even catch more details of our conversation behind the scenes. Stay connected and join us next time for The Activation Hour, Purpose at Work and in the World.